I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Welcome to Spinafel. What's up, y'all? It's Jonathan Rollins. Skiff Misara. We're two Americans living in Sweden, talking about football. Oh, yeah. Today we're going to really packed episode for everybody. We're going to be uh, going through the news, of course. And then we're going to do a hot seat check-in because this is uh, the end of Sunday. It's going to be a lot of, well, maybe not a lot, but every week, post-week of the final game, people start getting pink slips, as they used to say back mm. in the day, getting fired. Yes, the, the Monday after the week 18 Sunday games is commonly referred to as the Monday morning massacre. Mm-hmm. Um, they don't say so Black Monday? Oh, maybe they do say Black Monday. You know don't what? I don't Monday? say that because that feels a little racist to me. Like, why are we going to call it Black Monday? It feels a lot racist to me. Well, you know why? It's because uh, all the black coaches that have mediocre and below lose their jobs. <laughs> yeah. But you're Both firing white coaches. guys, too. Like, call no, no, it something else. Call yeah. it a... Uh, beige Monday. I like Mon- Beige Monday. <laughs> <laughs> Mulatto Monday. Let's no. <laughs> <laughs> just piss everybody off. <laughs> Who else can we piss off? Let's throw the Jews in there too. Fuck it. <laughs> no, but uh, I, I like massacre. Monday massacre sounds good, man. Yeah, especially mm-hmm. if it's a lot like it probably will be. But we'll go through that. Then we're gonna go through uh, the playoff picture, and then we're gonna wrap it up with uh, just. I wish you just put me out of my misery, Skiff. You beat me mm. ten to six last time. Last week, you're not taking it easy on me. I'm not doing well on these picks. Our bets are dead. Our season bets are dead. Right. Or I mean, well, the division bets are dead. Yeah. And also, for anybody interested in betting, I mean, week 18 Don't. is probably the dumbest week of the year yeah. to bet because yeah. we'll get into it because there's a lot of teams that are just not going to play their starters and stuff. But, yeah. Um. Anyway, um, <clears throat> we can jump. Right into the news, uh, the NFL, as they do, tend to add fuel to the fire whenever there's a controversial situation going on with the referees. Um, mm. They seem to have very quickly slapped together a video memo that they sent out to all 32 teams um, that is getting a fair amount of criticism. Uh, it's a video, obviously, related to the call that took place in the Lions-Cowboys game. Come on, the one, man. the one where referee Brad Allen appears to have gotten a little confused as to who was reporting as eligible. Um, I've gone back and watched the tape. I said something on the last podcast that turns out to be incorrect. I, I said that the referee never actually announced who had reported as eligible. 
Um, but but he he did actually he did <clears throat> the referee did say it during the game. Uh, and he, he said, said that the num- <clears throat> he said the right he number said, was no. He said number seventy had reported okay. when the Lions are claiming that it was number sixty eight. Um, <clears throat> but he did say are. it. He did say it. Um, <clears throat> but um, anyway, there's still if I was the coach and they mm-hmm. re- announced that and I heard mm-hmm. that they didn't say the right number. I'm going over to the ref and telling them. Right. I guess. Yeah. Right? Sure. Absolutely. I mean, but, well, the thing that's hard is that he's announcing it as the players are breaking the huddle to go to the line of scrimmage. So there's really only, I mean, you'd almost have to call a timeout in Mm. order. Yeah, that's true. You know what I mean, and and that's assuming you have a timeout at that point in the game. I don't, I don't, I'm not sure what their timeout situation was at that point in the game. I don't know. Mm, that's um, tough. Yeah, yeah, it is a live action type of thing. The uh, the presence of this video obviously indicates that the league is is backing the referees here. Um, they they the the, the gist of the video is essentially that they will not be changing anything uh, in the rule book related to how teams are supposed to report players as eligible. Can the linemen put those practice uh, pads on top of their helmets? <laughs> every eligible, well, every ineligible person wears the big practice pad on their yeah, helmet. <laughs> I think so. I mean, as much as the lions may have gotten screwed here, it is, I, I think it, 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 it is reasonable to also assert the fact that, Campbell was deliberately trying to yes. confuse the Cowboys by sending three yes. linemen over to the referee. Yes. Um, now, obviously, you can sit here and say, well, the linemen. Has he said that? Or, he, I don't know if he said that or not. Because that's not the sure. question needs to be asked. Hey, man, were you trying to trick the ref? Because you did. I mean, were you trying to trick the Cowboys? Because there's some accountability on your part. Maybe have them stand in a line. Well, here's the you thing. Report, one, you report, but they were only having one report, right? Yeah, only one player can report as eligible. You can't report more than one player. So why put three um, over there? Well, the, you know, one interesting point that came up. There was an article that I read that was actually calling into like Dan Campbell claims that he explained to the referees before the game, like, "Hey, we have this play. This is how it works," uh, which is apparently a common thing for coaches. Like, if they have a trick play. Mm, okay. Oftentimes they will meet with the referees before the game even starts to say, look, we want to alert you to this play that we have that we're, we, if we run it, we don't want you guys to get confused and think that like mm, that it's a penalty, sense. which yeah. is so he Campbell claims that he did that before the game. But the tricky part is, is that he can explain that they have this play, right? but it, he can't really explain to them like, Hey, we have this play and we're going to send three linemen over to you. Right. So that we, because now you're actually, you're actually asking the referees yeah. to engage in, in your deception, yeah. which yeah. is not something that they're able to do. So nobody knows <clears throat> precisely how we explained it to the referees, but I think this person who wrote this article correctly, in my opinion, points out that he probably left that part out of the explanation. Definitely. Um, so anyway, there were there's been a lot of fury. And, oh, I fucking love it. I'm ready to go. <laughs> so that's that's Dan that's Campbell's matters. reaction 
yesterday when asked about it, he has clearly calmed down somewhat. Does he sound uh, calm? Does it sound like a calm man to you? I've got controlled fury, and uh, I'm ready to go. <laughs> like if you put, if you put that with the the face of uh, Daniel Day Lewis when he finds out in <laughs> there will be and there blood, will be blood. <laughs> <laughs> that <laughs> when he finds out that the guy's been pretending to be his brother. <laughs> If you put that face with Dan Campbell saying I got control theory, it seems oh like it matches God. up. <laughs> I mean, <clears throat> I got to say, I, I heard this interview in full yesterday or this press conference in full. And I said it before we turned on the mics. I, I think for 2024, my mantra is is controlled fury, man. I'm telling you. <laughs> like, I love this man so much. Yeah, I love that too. he brought us this. These are two words that I obviously have heard many times before, but I've never heard them together like this. Uh, mm, yeah, same. <clears throat> I got to think. I want to say something, too, though, Skiff. I got to come at it from yep. uh, my angle of uh, it speaks um, to – this uh culture or like sickness almost that we have with wanting to be right and avoiding accountability Mm. like that was that's my favorite thing about the Dolphins coach Mike McDaniel is that when he was pointing out mistakes by his team when uh, with that comeback loss to the Chargers which would have changed their season, actually, because <laughs> they would have already been in the two seat and not have to be fighting for the division this week. But that's besides the point. Mm-hmm. In that tape session, he pointed out that he made some bad play calls. And I don't think I've heard a coach do that before. Coaches like to come off, especially to their players, as infallible. And it's not logical, but everybody buys into that. Like, the coach must be right. And I think that Dan Campbell's doing that here because I, I'd i like to think that uh, – or it would be more refreshing if he would say, you know what, man, I was trying to I was trying to trick the refs, and I got caught up. It's my fault, too. I didn't consider the fact that the ref could get tricked as well. Not trick the refs. I was trying to trick the opposing team. I was trying to trick the Cowboys. Right. Like, if, it would have been more refreshing if he would have said, I got control rage, but however – I got to also blame myself because I was trying to trick the Cowboys. Didn't think about the fact that I could trick myself into a penalty. That would have been more point. refreshing. So that's yeah, that's my little point there too, man. Everybody's always avoiding accountability. We can act mad at the refs all we want. But there's yeah. twofold. You can I fucked up trying to trick the other team and I gave up a a, a chance at points. Mm. Pretty easy points. That would have sent it to overtime. It's my fault. I wanted to go yeah. home. I wanted to end it no matter what. Because when you make that decision, you're also deciding, hey, if we lose, we lose. But we tried. Right. <clears throat> but not um, blaming the refs is the only we- thing we do. Yeah, I, I agree with you. And ultimately, I think that... Um, ultimately, I think Dan Campbell will will do precisely what I predicted in the last episode which he clearly appears to already be doing he is going to use this as fuel for himself and to inspire his team moving forward um there's also accountability on the ref's part brad allen and his team as well in general 
You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. They should. I mean, where's their accountability well, for calling the wrong player on the tripping call? You know what I mean? Yeah, that's another thing that happens. The flip side is is that the reality that you're pointing out is essentially that it's it's a lot easier for a coach to step in front of these microphones and admit that that they made a mistake. Um, and oftentimes you do see them do that. Um, it's a, it's another story when it comes to the referees because, and we could talk about this in the off season as like an off season story, but I think the NFL, you know, there's every indication that the referees are not any worse this year than they were any other year, but our cameras are better. (laughs) <laughs> Our cameras are better, and also due to the fact that the NFL is now deeply embedded with the gambling mm. industry, mm. I believe that the level of scrutiny is going to increase mm. more yeah. and more every year for them to do something different. You cannot keep doing the same thing year after year when you have this new element involved um, where a referee can essentially decide the game on a bad call, right? Right. Because imagine that tripping call that you brought up, Mm -hmm. right? Imagine, let's say it goes the other way. Let's say the Lions win that game and they win it because of that dumbass tripping call. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? It's like... I got a question for you. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Skiff, welcome to Answer Me This, Riddle Me This. Uh, how long before the NFL makes referees permanent employees? Mm. Or does it happen at all? I would say do not hold your breath. Mm. Do not hold your breath. I think it will take, it's going to take, the NFL traditionally moves extremely slow when it comes to big decisions like this. Um, they will take anywhere from 10 to 20 half measures before they actually mm. press the button and blow this thing up and make them professional referees. Guaranteed. They'll just keep tweaking and moving and pinching and pulling and, uh, you know, making little changes here and there. Um, I've heard some people say that, you know, the USFL and the XFL kind of set an example where the replay referees in those games are actually part of the broadcast. Like they're, they're mic'd up. You can hear them making decisions in real time um, as the game is happening, um, which a lot of people feel like that level of transparency is something that would make the officiating better. Um. I don't know. Or at least I, at least it takes away these uh, conspiracy theories. Sure. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> what a fan um, you can't say, uh no, he's he said, you know, how do we make this game more, you know, make it more competitive? No, the ref didn't say that. The ref said it looks like a hole to me. You know mm, what I mean? Mm. With with no bias at all. And that's probably happening, but it just removes doubt. Which is right. all a, a fan, all a diehard fan needs is a little bit of doubt. Mm-hmm. Like these cowboy haters or cowboy fans alike are like finding during that game, just finding things, and it's like, well, they fucked up on both sides, man. That's what they always do. Also, I think you know we have too many people. I, I don't know how to solve this problem, but we have too many people talking about all this stuff. 
in my opinion, Agreed. too many people who 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 have a platform to discuss this kind of stuff because, you know, uh, the other sort of second half of this thing is that there's been a ton of articles that have come out sort of, you know, indicating that Brad Allen and his crew will be, you know, calling a fairly consequential game this weekend in week 18 between the Ravens and the Steelers. Um, the Ravens obviously will probably be sitting their starters, but the Steelers are fighting for a playoff spot and everyone's trying to make a big deal out of this. And, but what they don't realize is that if you read someone who actually knows what they're talking about, you'll realize that most of these referee assignments were made like at the beginning of the season. This is not like, this is not like the league doubling down and saying like, yeah, fuck you. Um, you know, it's just or punishing or punishing some referee team and having them do the Patriots Jets game. Sure, it's not yeah. it's not how it goes. Yeah. yeah. Either way, you know what? Like, whatever. We can move on from this story. I, yeah. I, I think I, I agree. I think it's it's a mixed bag for me. Um, uh, the next story, which is not conf- a mixed bag at all, is more of a disgrace in my opinion. The NFL has decided to fine Panthers owner David Tepper. $300,000 for throwing a drink at a fan. Um, now, before anyone gets all excited about that, it should be pointed out that David he paid Tepper that for worth, the drink. <laughs> yeah, David Tepper is worth $20.6 billion. That's his net worth. Okay. Okay. Um, I read this article from Mike Florio on Pro Football Talks. He he points out that you put that into context, it's the equivalent of finding someone worth a million dollars, fourteen dollars and fifty six cents. Wow! <laughs> like that's how that I'm, sort of the math. Checks I wonder out if it, if it was somebody who's worth three hundred thousand dollars. How much? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like the, somebody worth the fine. How much would that be? Like, it's crazy. So. He also correctly points out that many NFL franchises have banned fans for throwing drinks at players and team employees mm. for life. Like fans who who throw things yeah. at players on the field, they get banned for life. Um, this reminded me, we did a story about this uh, a couple of years ago when we discovered that the Eagles have this fan code of mm. conduct course. Yeah. Remember this? They have yeah. this course that if you get if you do something at the game and you get thrown out, you have to yeah, go through it. this co- co- code of conduct conduct course that poorly behaved fans must complete before they're allowed back into the stadium. I personally think that Tepper should have to complete something similar. Mm, agree, right? Like a something like a yet to be created uh, how Owner. billionaires how billionaires should behave when criticized by the meaningless thousandaires of the world. You know what I mean? Uh, Something like that. Maybe he should, uh, and he should have to do like owner type shit. Like your favorite player celebration, you have to botch it after a touchdown. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Or like clapping, clapping and uh, fist pump. You know what I'm saying? Only certain things that owners are allowed to do. Kiss your wife after a touchdown. You have to kiss her on the cheek and do this with two hands. Two hand fist pump. Yeah. Right? Don't they do that? And then clap and then miss a high five to a gentleman that you don't really know that's in the box. <laughs> like These are owner things you have to do. <clears throat> I was listening to another podcast yesterday where they were talking about this. Um 
and they they brought up some of the things that we've also talked about here. Of um, course, everybody's such watching as, us. Such as the um, the fact that he bought like a business rival's um, mm-hmm. home in the Hamptons just so he could tear it down. Um, and another interesting story that he brought up was there was one time where where apparently he was he was quoted he was at a restaurant and he didn't like the waiter. And he said, you know what? I should just buy this restaurant just so I can fire the waiter. Wow. Uh, and the guy who brought this up, he somebody uh, – like it was one of those podcasts where it was like two or three hosts. And one of them was like, man, it's like, man, rich people really hate waiters. And, <laughs> and one of the other guys said, yeah, I think it's the only time that they encounter people who are beneath them that don't actually work for them. Oh, <laughs> shit. Like, Damn, that's a good point. <laughs> uh, you know, you know what rich person doesn't dislike waiters? Who's that? Stone Cold Steve Austin. Mm. Have you ever seen when they tried to punk him on Punked? No, I don't think so. And they, this guy, they had this manager that was being an asshole to a waiter and fires him on the spot and stuff. And they had to interrupt the punk because Stone Cold was about to beat the manager's ass. And the dude, like, bails. He's like... Oh, you're you're punked. You're punked. You're punked. Stone Cold Steve Austin, wow. you've been punked. Because he was like, man, uh, <laughs> you can see him loading up. Like, why are you talking to that guy like that? I told you to calm the fuck down. But you're an you're an asshole. You're a dickhead. He's like going at the guy, and the guy's like, mayday, mayday. <laughs> That's like uh, it's one of my favorite celebrities because of that. Go back if y'all haven't seen that. Go back and watch the punked of uh, of uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin. It's great. Wow. That's yeah. funny. Yeah. Um but fuck David Tepper. Big time. <clears throat> yeah. Um I mean this obviously I mean th- this is a joke. It's um again, if if this was an altercation where a player did something like this, we'd be having a very different conversation. Yeah. It's we'll going to but this is what the the players association is going to keep this in their back pocket. And as soon as somebody tries to get some egregious fine or some suspension or shit, they're going to be like, hey, owners held to a different standard. It's going to be the first thing they say as soon as you try to get somebody on a, even a drug test or something like that. Or probably something more like uh, towards a fan. Like uh, Randy Moss mooning, fake mooning and getting fined, which Mm. brought about uh, this. Great cash, homie. That's what mm-hmm. brought that about when he fakes fakes the uh, moons the fan doesn't even pull his pants down for real. But David mm-hmm. Tepper is throwing a fucking drink mm-hmm. on somebody. Get out of here, man. Um, they could have even. And how hard is it to say he can't come to any more games this season when in the end it'll only be one game? Mm. Why couldn't they do that? Like they couldn't just ban him. It's it's bullshit. Ban him for one game. Yeah. Say the rest of the season. Or you know what I mean? That's mm-hmm. weak as hell to just say three hundred thousand when we know this dude's a multi billionaire. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. Uh, um let's see. We got this is sort of an interesting story just to keep an eye on. It's not a huge deal, but Dalvin Cook, um, brother to my man, former Bulldog James Cook, of course, <laughs> has been cut from the Jets. Um That's- they brought him in as a free agent at the beginning of the season and didn't really use him much. Um, but insiders, dudes mm, like Tom Pellicero, 
are reporting that Cook asked to be cut so that he could hopefully try to hustle his way onto a playoff team. Oh. So mm. that could Buffalo? be an interesting thing. Sure. If they make it. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> We're going to get a chance into that. They don't make the, I forget. I just yeah. assume they're making the playoffs. My mm. bad. They have to fight their way in. Okay. Um. Yeah, let's let's move on to the Monday morning massacre conversation. Yeah. Um. This is obviously the day after the conclusion of the regular season, where we see a lot of coaches who have underperformed getting tossed out on their asses. Um, a reminder: the coaches that we have already lost. This is a. Mm. It, it was that thing they do with the Oscars in memorandum. <laughs> in memoriam. <laughs> in memoriam. R.I.P. to Brandon Staley. Right. Yeah. Just imagine like a you know black and white picture of him <laughs> coming up. <laughs> That's better too. Frank Reich, we also lost him. Don't forget that. Damn. One and not didn't even make it through the whole season. That's crazy. Um and we also lost uh Josh McDaniel. Mm. McDaniels. Not McDaniels to be confused with uh, uh, McDaniels. Uh, yes, I always get that mixed up. McDaniels. Yeah. Um that's it. So Just three. It wasn't feel like more. It does feel like more, doesn't it? Um, <laughs> I mean, we've lost some coordinators and whatnot, mm. right? Oh yeah, yeah, Ken um, Dorsey. Yeah. Um, so I decided to put together a list of coaches that I think will get fired on Monday. I think it's safe okay. to say that Ron Rivera is. Yeah, he done. A hundred percent. You sure about um, that? Yeah, I think so. And that's what pisses me off. <laughs> I mean, don't they? They currently, he he backed Sam Howell. Mm-hmm. Did so well. New owners. Yeah. And I'm sorry, I'm done. I believe they have clinched the third pick in the draft. Okay. If I'm not mistaken, mm-hmm. I think so. I hope um, he clinched. Now he's the only one I'm a hundred percent sure is going to get fired. Okay. The rest of this list are maybes. And I'm talking about guys like Dennis Allen from the Saints. Yeah, um, that's one that's a tricky one. That's a tricky one. Mm. Like, do you consider this an unsuccessful season? I do. I consider this season a failure for them. Wait, I, yeah, I would like, agree. it's like, you're not going to go. Where are you going to go? Where are you going to go uh, from here with him? I, I agree. I think that. If you think about it from the Saints' perspective, at the beginning of the year, most people were picking them to win this division. Um, I don't think anybody expected Baker Mayfield to outplay Derek Carr. Um, But the fact is that he did. Um, You're still supposed to have a great defense, which, you know, for the most part you did. But I don't know. Obviously, the Michael wins below what people expected. Yeah, and and obviously the you know Chris Olave as a you know as a weapon has been fantastic for them this year. The Michael Thomas experiment is clearly over, um, you know. So I don't know, but mm. so for me, Dennis Allen and Arthur Smith from the Falcons mm. they go into they go into the same category. Yo, that uh, could be three teams from your division without mm-hmm. a coach. <clears throat> well, it's the wow. worst division in football, so. Yeah. You know, um, and the, but the crazy thing is, is that all the, you know, the Bucks, and we'll get into this in a minute, but the Bucks, the Saints, and the Falcons all have a chance to make the playoffs, uh, in week 18. So 
we'll see how that goes. Um, the the big one is probably Bill Belichick, and all the reporting mm. suggests that this decision has been made many weeks ago. Um, and I think it's just kind of hard for people to wrap their heads. Now, I don't think a lot of people don't want to predict that this is going to happen, mm. even though everyone knows that it's probably happening. Okay. Um, the only question, I mean, there's been reporting, credible reporting since like week, I think it was right after the Germany game. Since what week? Went, I don't remember which week that was. The week that they played the Colts in Germany. What was that? Like week 10 or something oh, okay. like that? Like yeah. after that, you started to hear like from, what's that guy's name? The guy who uh, he's written so many, like not just, he's a beat reporter for the Patriots, but he's also written a lot of like, he wrote a book about the Patriots too. Very well-respected Patriots beat okay. reporter who's saying it's done. It's over. They're just going to, he's going to play out the season and they're going to announce it at the end of the season. And I'm assuming they're going to announce it as like, instead of a firing, it's just a parting of ways. There's just too much, too much success and mutual respect between, um, between Kraft and Belichick for them to part ways in an ugly way, I think. Um, but it, it, it'll definitely obviously be the end of an era. Very interesting. Um, uh, I think Todd Bowles from the Buccaneers is safe. Yeah, I think. Safe. But here's the thing. He rolled the dice on uh, Baker Mayfield. It might win a division. Yeah, but here's the problem. They, you got to take it. Recency bias matters in these kind of situations. Okay. Two weeks ago, all they had to do was win their last two games, and they would clinch the division. They lost last week to the Saints. Who if they lose, them to win the division? No, but I'm just saying they like they were they were going. All they had to do was win these last two games to win the division. I'm not saying anybody picked them. No, I'm just I'm, saying. No, what I'm saying is, if we look at if we're gonna, we're talking about gambling is really embedded into the NFL now. Yeah. What was their over under for wins? Six max. Yeah, I don't know. It had to be between four and six. I to me that's a different conversation than the one that I'm. Then it's a different point. I agree with you, and I don't. I th I think most people thought they were gonna. There were a lot of people who thought the Buccaneers were gonna finish last in this division. Yes, and last in the NFL. People were talking about like bottom five team in the league. Yeah, but that being said, expectations change once the season starts, right? And. You start. Everyone's been calling you the best, the best team in the NFC South for a long time. Mm. All you oh, had to seven do and was, half. I was wrong. It was seven and a half wins. I thought it was six. All you had to do was beat the Saints and beat the Panthers in Week 18, and you clinched mm. the division. If they lose to the Panthers this Sunday, mm. Todd Bowles could give. I mean, you lose to a two-win team when you have a chance to clinch the division. And last time I checked, Todd Bowles is not white. Uh, uh, but Bruce Arians is still a part of that team. That's true. He's even got the Arian name. How about that? <laughs> He's uh, He ain't letting Todd Bowles. Remember what his staff looked like? Remember we were talking about that? Bruce yeah. Arians ain't letting Todd Bowles yeah. go, man. I don't, the, I, don't, I, don't, I don't see that. I feel like they overperformed, but I might be just too logical. I mm. might be thinking with my brain. But well, I mean, speaking a flashy of an, coach out there, then maybe not. Speaking of a illogical one, this one's shocking. 
and I wasn't going to put this on my list until yesterday, but there appears to be some discussions about Nick Sirianni up in Philadelphia. Get the and I know fuck that, out of here. I know it sounds crazy. It sounded crazy to me too. And the, the Eagles started the year 10 and one, but they've only gone, they've only won four out of their last five. I heard this interview yesterday with an Eagles beat reporter who said that things inside the building have gotten so bad the vibes are so bad in the building that he's putting it at a 60-40 chance that Mr. Each and Everyone in the building keeps his job. You know what? This will be the second time that they let a good coach. If they do that, it'll be the second they time should, they do this, a good coach. I, I agree with you. I, they don't, I don't think they should do it. Chances are they won't. But 60-40? Yeah. 6040 yeah. that he keeps his job. Oh, okay. So he if he he's going so that means he got to win some playoff games. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> this is I don't crazy. Know. This is crazy. Um, it shows how brought, big how important relationships are. These owners don't yeah. as long as you fucking hold water for them, they good. Well, also one of the things that we didn't really talk about much is, you know, this late season coordinator hire, you know, the Eagles demoted their defensive coordinator and yeah, brought in that, yeah. um brought in Matt Patricia and that has not really solved the problem. Um <laughs> What? Matt Patricia I know, didn't I solve know. the problem? I know. I'll be getting a call from his burner account any moment, I'm sure. <laughs> um you mentioned Matt Eberflus, the Bears appear I did off to mic. Have... I don't think I did on mic. Oh, okay. The Bears appear to have insinuated that Matt Eberflus is safe. Um, but the more interesting question is not really coaching related. The most interesting question is actually what are they going to do mm-hmm. with the Justin Fields play. situation? Who he he's kind of played his ass off down the stretch. The fans in Chicago have been chanting, "We want Fields at the games." Um, Don't listen to for, them fans. But for Eberflus <laughs> and for GM Ryan Poles. I mean, this is clearly a career-defining moment that they're looking at with absolutely zero guarantees. Um, so the situation is this. They have the number one overall pick, mm-hmm. which is locked in. If you and trade like eight or nine or something like that, too, wherever they end I up. Think that, I think it's 10. Okay. I think it's it's gone to 10 because they've won a couple of games. If you trade fields, right, you take a top mm-hmm. rookie QB, and if Fields balls out somewhere else, you you look like an idiot. But if you trade the overall, the number one overall pick, obviously you'll get a ton of other draft picks, so you can build around Fields. But what if Drake May and Caleb Williams? You know, mm. what we don't know. That's like we don't know what what happens there. Um, and I gotta and, go with Belichick on this. So just do your job, man. Your job <clears> is to you know do the best thing you think for the team. Fuck everybody's, you know, what they think afterwards. Well, the thing is, is that, you know, this is, I know that maybe it, uh, this, uh, you, it has to be mentioned that this is the franchise that drafted Mitch Trubisky over Patrick Mahomes. So that, that kind <laughs> yeah. of factors in too. So it's like, can you, and I understand that Eberflus and, and Ryan Poles were not there then, no. but that's beside the point. You, you're working for a team that has made this mistake. You inherit the history of the team. Mm-hmm. There's, I, I think, I personally think that they cannot afford to make the same mistake twice. They have to, they have to trade fields and they have to take, they have to use the number one overall pick to take a quarterback. 
I agree. But what you get from Fields is going to be good. You also have another top 12 pick right after mm-hmm. your top one pick, and you'll probably get a one or a two for a fit. Like, you're going to gather up some picks. So you just get the best it's, players it's, you can. It's so yeah. tempting because that number one overall pick, which they, you know, which they traded last year to the Panthers, and then the Panthers use it to take Bryce Young, which clearly did not work out. So there's there's risks either way. If I'm them, um, I find a coach as well. Ibraflus mm. needs to go, mm-hmm. and you need to get a coach that you can pair with whichever quarterback that coach thinks is right. And you get your GM. You already got Ryan Poles. He just got hired, and they seem to like him. He made mm-hmm. a really good move in midseason too. Yeah, uh, to to get some assets and and build the team. And they've been winning. They really built I up get, the defense. Right. I'd get the I'd get Ibraflus out of there, or ask him if he'll take a demotion to defensive coordinator. He might want that. I don't know, but you got to get a coach to pair with the quarterback that's going to put a good system that matches him. Because Ibraflus is a defensive guy, and if he don't want to stick around for that, of course you understand. Nobody might wants to take a demotion, but I think the best thing for the Bears is to find a coach to pair with the quarterback. And you've seen it not really work with Ibraflus and Justin Fields. He's just a crazy athletic specimen. Mm. So I don't know, man. I, I get. I try to find me a Nick Sirianni or a. Uh, or Mike McDaniel type guy for this next quarterback that's going to be hopefully generational. Mm. I mean, it's it's pretty. In, that's the thing. Point I'm trying to make actually is that you have two clear options here, and they're both extremely enticing, right? Yeah. You've got you can you, you can literally have, <laughs> you can literally have your pick of whichever quarterback you're most interested in, and coach, and coach. Or you trade back a couple of spots, but not too far back, so you still are able to draft a guy like Marvin Harrison Jr., who's going to be the best mm-hmm. wide receiver coming out of the draft. So now you keep Fields. You got DJ Moore. Don't, don't keep Harrison Fields, man. Jr. Don't keep Fields. I, it, I can tell you that Falcons fans, are, are, are want, they want Fields. Oh, yeah. They want him. I wouldn't um, listen to fans, man. <laughs> yeah, um, you got professional evaluators out there. I mean, I know they have, they're fallible too, but I don't know, man. I I think I I feel like I've seen enough to not want to start over with Phils. Right. It's mm-hmm. a, it's, and it's a matter of time before Phils starts hitting that salary hard. Yeah, he's got one more year on his rookie deal. I think. Yeah, this is his third year, right? I think so, yeah. Yeah, man. It's, you can't you can't do it. You can't do it if you're the Bears. Or is it you his can't fourth reset. year? It might be his no, fourth year. No, because he didn't come out with the two and those guys and Burrow and all of them. They're they're on their fourth year. Yeah, okay, you're right. He's on his third right. year. I I wouldn't. Mm. He seems like he needs to be with like a strong defense team that's going to have a quarterback running uh, read option type shit. Mm. Put him on the uh... – Jets. Yeah. Browns. Browns, Jets, yep. Yeah, he could back up uh, Deshaun until people realize Deshaun's washed. Mm. 
Is that the last one on the hot seat? Yeah. Any honorable mentions? Mm. You don't think Robert Saleh could get fired? They've guaranteed his job, but... Yeah, I, I think he is 100% top of the list next year. Mike Vrabel? You know, well, so a lot of people think that Vrabel is safe. That being said, the one wild card to that would be if it's true that Belichick is leaving, mm. most people have have pointed out that the most kind of um, the most logical successor would be Mike Vrabel in New England. Wow. Get, given that he played there. Um, you might get assets. You might get assets as Tennessee. You could trade him. I mean, you know, that would be, you know, a lot of times the 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 owners of these teams, like, you know, maybe it's an unpopular decision to let somebody like Belichick go. I don't I don't know if it is at this point. Um nah. or, <clears throat> probably I mean, not. he probably don't want to not be GM. But either way, you you want to excite the fan base with whoever it is that you're gonna hire next. And and obviously Mike Frable is a name that that everybody in New England is familiar with and right. would would get a lot of you know would have a lot of street cred coming in. You know what I mean? Yeah. He's never had a losing season. He's a former player. People like him. He's got that kind of, you know, old school football mentality, but he also seems to have a bit of a heart too. Um, you know He's what I mean? Like I think he would be that a very popular Yeah, it definitely helps in Boston to be white. <laughs> Um, Brian, yeah, if they hire Brian Flores, it's going to be an uproar. Um, no, they might like him though. He's a Boston. That's guy true, actually. Yeah, he's a. I mean, he's, he's a, a New York guy, but he went to Boston College and all that shit. That's true. That's true. He did. Yeah, he played with Matt Ryan. Oddly yeah. enough. Um. But yeah, that's that's all the coaching stuff. It's just something to keep an eye on. I think we could probably move on to the standings and the clinching scenarios. Um, let's go through them. We'll start in the AFC. All right. Baltimore Ravens have clinched the number one seed. Mm -hmm. Congrats. Um, so they'll just be hanging out, waiting to see who they play, uh, in the second round. Uh, Miami Dolphins are assured a playoff berth. But everything comes down to this last game of the season. If Miami man. beats the Bills, I just thought about that, man. Like the all these teams on the fringe are rooting mm. for Miami. Yeah, exactly. Because yeah, they need. Yeah. <laughs> if Miami beats the Bills, they will hang on to the number two seed. If the Dolphins lose, they will fall down into the sixth seed. Mm -hmm. Oh man, so many teams would be. <laughs> <laughs> All of it, like Houston, Pittsburgh. Oh, man. Yeah. Uh, Kansas City Chiefs have clinched the AFC West um, for the eighth consecutive year in a row. So it didn't look mm -hmm. pretty. Did um, you see that? There's a graphic going around that shows that when uh, <laughs> when uh, Andy Reid got hired, mm -hmm. the other three teams in the division have won 15 times mm -hmm. since the division was created. And now, after eight seasons with them, <laughs> it's 16 to 15. <laughs> wow. That's impressive. <laughs> it's so funny, Andy Reid. And people um, doubt this guy. The AFC South, the Jacksonville Jaguars are currently in first place. If they 
beat the Titans in mm. Week 18, they will clinch the division. Okay. Um, I'm not entirely sure what happens to them if they lose. I mean, obviously, it depends on what the other teams do. Um, Cleveland Browns, they're stuck in the number five seed. They can't go up. They can't go down. Um, Bills are currently okay. sitting in sixth place. As I said, this is a pretty crazy scenario. If they beat the Dolphins, they will win the division and occupy the second seed. If Buffalo loses, they are out of the playoffs. If the Steelers beat the Ravens. Mm, which might happen. And the Ravens will be sitting their starters. Oh, shit. Lamar's not Didn't, playing. Uh, wow. So Buffalo really needs to win. That's going to so be a crazy game. Well, the thing is, is that they this game is the latest game. They will already mm. know what they need to do at that point. Mm. Right? What do you do if you're Buffalo and you know the Steelers? Oh, no, because you got to win. I was going to say, like, do you protect Josh Allen? You know what I mean? But, no, you got to win no matter what. Because if the Steelers win, you really got to win. If the Steelers lose, you can lose and still make it in, right? I, as I understand it, yes. Right. So it could change the it could change their strategy for sure. Does it um, does it mean uh-huh. that there's a possibility that no matter what, Miami and Buffalo have to play each other two weeks in a row? Might be because no two plays seven. Okay, Miami would go six seed. Mm. Okay, so two plays seven. But if Miami wins, they could end up playing Buffalo again in the next week. If they stay two, they could end up playing Buffalo if Buffalo makes the seven. You know what I mean? Mm. <laughs> hey, I'm looking at another one that seems even more confusing. It says here, Buffalo can clinch the two seed with a win in Miami, but could be eliminated with the loss and wins by the Jaguars and the Steelers. Okay. So if the Jags lose, maybe maybe they sneak in that way too. Ah, hmm. uh, okay. <clears throat> anyway, um, next up we have the the Colts who are sitting in the number seven spot. Um, they essentially control their own destiny. This is a win yeah. and end scenario. If they beat the Texans at home in Week 18, they will be in the playoffs. Not um, gonna happen. <laughs> I don't know, bro. If the Colts win. And the Jaguars lose to the Titans. The Colts win the AFC South. Mm. So that's kind of weird. And Jacksonville is what, out? Probably. Because Jacksonville Probably. would be, yeah, because they would be, you said if the Colts win. Yeah. Oh, okay. so then that'll make them I mean, if the Colts eight. win and the Jags lose, then the Colts win the division. Okay, Jags probably end up in seven. I guess they have a tiebreaker with Houston. Yeah, maybe. Because they'll both Houston, be nine and eight. Houston, Ugh, Texans. These South divisions. I know. Houston can make the playoffs by beating the Colts in week 18. Uh, so that's pretty simple. Winning in. Steelers. Um, they need help, right? They need to win, and they need the Bills to lose. That's that's their pathway okay. in. Another team um, rooting for Miami. So that's it on the AFC side. On the NFC side, San Francisco 49ers have clinched the number one seed. 
Um, so that's that. Um, I'm sure Shanahan will play all of his starters and then get somebody injured just because he's an idiot. Because <laughs> he thinks of uh, video game. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Dallas Cowboys. Uh, um, if the Cowboys beat the Commanders on Sunday, they will win the NFC East. Okay. Really? Beat the Commanders and they win the NFC East. Oh, I thought my bet was still alive. Mm-mm. Cause I had a, I had the Cowboys winning, but fucking Titans. Why the bet the mm. Titans? <laughs> um, the Detroit Lions. Uh, they've already won their division. They can't fall lower than the third seed, but they could rise up to the second seed with a win and losses by the Cowboys and Eagles. Mm. So probably not. Not um, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. We already said it. Beat the Panthers, uh, and you win your division. That's tough, man. Good luck, Tampa. Yeah. Uh, Eagles. They're good, man. The With five Eagles. losses. They're stuck there. <clears throat> they're stuck there. The e- Unless da- yeah, uh, oh, Dallas loses, they win. Then they go so, up to two. Yeah, is it the Eagles – Philadelphia Eagles would be the NFC fifth seed unless they beat the Giants. And Dallas loses. And Dallas loses to Washington, in which case Eagles are two. They would win the division. Yeah. I think. Yeah, they're two, and then Dallas would be five. So they could swap. Because mm-hmm. they're both 11 and five. Um, LA Rams, their victory over the Giants. Um, Along, uh, as well as the Seahawks losing, clinched a playoff spot for the Rams. Um, the most fat, they're they're basically where they're. I don't think the Rams can go up or down. I think they're kind of where they're at for the most part. Yeah, it was seven losses. Yeah. Um, the most fascinating them. part about the Rams is that currently their most likely first round opponent is going to be the Detroit Lions, which. You know, we got the whole quarterback swap. Mm. Goff. <clears throat> Goff used to be a Ram. Stafford Rams beat used to the be Lions. a Lion. Um, I so think the Rams win that. That's that's pretty fascinating. They're a fun uh, team too. That that would be Sean McVay should be coach. Of, uh, I think he, it's either him or Stefanski coach of the year. Hmm. Even though I don't know if you want that with last year's coach of the year looking uh, looking in <laughs> with a five and eleven record. Yeah, exactly. Brian Davis. Um, let's see. Green Bay Packers. Okay, it says here, this is a simple scenario for the Packers. If they beat the Bears at Lambeau Field next weekend, they are in the playoffs. Um, mm. Also, if the Rams were to lose to the 49ers, Green Bay would be the sixth seed instead of the seventh. Okay. Um, this is fascinating because this is the same situation they were in last year. Remember, all they had to do was beat the Lions in Week 18 yeah. at Lambeau Field, uh, and the Lions beat them and knocked them out of the playoffs. So here we are again, yeah. Week 18, Packers season on the line. Mm. I think um, they. You think they win? They looked good last week. Yeah, I think they win. I think they win. Yeah, that was uh, the Vikings defense. Too. Okay, in the hunt, we got the Seattle Seahawks. They need to beat the Cardinals. And they also need the Packers to lose against the Bears in order to make the playoffs. 
Mm. Uh, New Orleans Saints have a chance to make the playoffs and can win the, the division. division with a win. They have to beat the Falcons and they have to hope that the Buccaneers lose. Um, the Vikings probably have the most confusing scenario here. The Vikings need to beat the Lions. Mm-hmm. They need the Cardinals to beat the Seahawks. And they need either the Panthers to beat the Bucks or the Falcons to beat the Saints. So they need the Falcons to beat the Saints. <laughs> so, they, so, they, so they have the most Panthers confusing. ain't beating the Bucks. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I guess you could simplify it and say you got to beat the Lions. Cardinals need to win. Falcons need to win. Yeah. Oof. They got a tough road. That ain't happening. Mm-mm. It's been real. Um, I know it's all and confusing. and they might not have Kirk Cousins, right? Next year. True. Yeah. Damn. Well, uh, the playoffs is fun. Week eighteen. That's what we asked for, man. As football fans. Mm-hmm. To have a competitive week 18. The NFL is they got a raging boner right now. And they're gonna cap it off with a a Dolphins Bills game for everything. For a lot of making a lot of the whole NFL's gonna be watching that shit. Mm. To see if they're gonna be in or not. The whole AFC. Mm-hmm. So it's gonna be fun. All right. Well, uh let's get to it, man. Let's get these final week eighteen picks out of the way. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Do it. Um, you're, you're flipping. I'm calling, bro. Okay. <clears throat> Here we go. Heads or tails? Uh, tails. It's the last one, man. Gotta go. Gotta go tails. He says tails. And it is tails. Nice. Oh, I didn't decide what I wanted yet. Shit. I looked at it, too, but I couldn't decide. You never know, man. It's week 18. Who knows what's going to happen? I'm just going to go. Uh, I'll go first. Because all these, a lot of teams are sitting players. Who knows? We should have skipped it this week, actually. But I guess we can run through and see what we think, man. Skip week 18? We never skipped week 18. I'm saying we should. Might as well. All these uh, you know, teams are playing. It's tough. But it's yeah. out there. Let's fucking do it. Yeah. I think the, P- the Pittsburgh Steelers will win over the Ravens. Some mm. For some reason, the Ravens are 74% <laughs> on uh, ESPN. There's no way Lamar Jackson plays. No, he's Every not team- playing. They've already, they've already announced that Tyler Huntley is going to start. 
every team should have learned from uh, Mike McDaniel's blunder of uh, having Chubb in a meaningless part of the game and him tearing his ACL. Nobody mm-hmm. should be playing anyway. And learn from Brandon Staley last year when Mike Williams mm-hmm. got hurt in a game he shouldn't have been playing in. Everybody sit your people unless you're, you're mm-hmm. fighting for a playoff spot. Mm-hmm. Uh, next up, Colts, who you got? Next up, we have a. This is a real. This is a real game here. This is the one we just talked about. This is a win and end. Everybody, they're going to be playing. They're playing for their playoff lives here. Um, I am going to go with the Houston Texans on this one. I think they're going to sneak in. Oof, we're both picking away teams. Uh, the Browns are playing the Bengals. I think the magic continues for the Browns, and they beat the Bengals. Hmm. These are two teams who have nothing to play for. Um, mm. What the Browns are out? I guess so. No, they're they're the Browns are locked into the fifth seed. So oh, okay, I get you. And the Bengals are eliminated. The Bengals are so. out. Yeah. Uh, next up, we got the Minnesota Vikings versus the Detroit. <laughs> we didn't Lions. mention that we should call it the Brown Bowl because mm. Browns versus Browning. <laughs> yeah, that's true. The Brown Bowl. <laughs> the Brown Bowl. <laughs> Vikings versus Lions. We got the Vikings are fighting for their playoff lives, but they are starting Nick Mullins. The last time I saw. Mm. Um, I think the Vikings are all out of answers. Yeah. My only, I want to pick the Lions. I'm a little reluctant because I know as much as Dan Campbell has controlled fury, um, <laughs> I mean, he needs to be smart here. He does I've got not. controlled fury, and uh, I'm ready to go. The Lions do not need to win this football game. Right. Yeah, how, they, is, how likely is it you're going to make that the Eagles and the Cowboys are going to lose? Control your control, Dan, and sit your starters. You know what? He he claims that he's going to play some of his starters, but I I, I would imagine that, <clears throat> exactly. I think he might do some kind of preseason shit, yeah. which means I, I'm going to reluctantly take. Just only strategically speaking, here I'm going to take the Vikings. Yeah. All right, Jaguars Titans. I'm gonna say. The uh, Jaguars win this game. Mm. And it might be it for Mike, Mike Vrabel, future Patriots coach. Mm. Speaking of the Patriots, we got Jets versus Patriots, two teams who have absolutely nothing to play for other than pride. Um, A shit bowl brought to you by X-Lex. I, I can't feel better about this than I do. Two teams I hate playing for nothing on the last week. Mm. Ugh, love it. I can't tell. I mean, if I'm assuming that this is Belichick's last game, I I can't really tell. Like, is he just going to phone it in, or is he going to, or is he going to screw the team on the way out? Like Lovey Smith, he won that Mm. game to make sure that Houston didn't get the number one pick. (laughs) Well, people put it like that, but he's trying to win every game. You know what I mean? But they were saying he screwed them on the way out because didn't they like let him know? That day that he was fired or something like that. Mm. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with the Jets in this one. Hmm. Surprise! I had put you for the Patriots already. I'm gonna go Jets. I don't know. I have a feeling. 
Bill should get a standing ovation at the end of this game just in case he doesn't come back. Hmm. They should do it like a thank you. Hmm. Uh, Falcons Saints. This is a it might be the toughest game to call all day. Hmm. I got to go with the Saints on this though. Ugh, don't lose to Dennis Allen, but I got to go with to the Saints because the Falcons been letting me down every time I pick them. So this might help you out. <laughs> um. Yeah. I uh, I feel like <clears throat> you lose this game and it's it's an undeniable late season collapse, which is the only yeah. way we get rid of Arthur Smith. Um, I don't like the reporting that I'm hearing that that it, he appears to be safe, but I don't know. We'll <laughs> see. Um, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, Carolina Panthers. Um. Yeah, there's this is not there's nothing there's nothing to be confused about here. Uh I think White Gino is gonna pick himself up off the mat mm-hmm. and he's gonna march into the playoffs and get boat raced by the Cowboys in the first round. Uh <laughs> but yeah, he's gonna win this game for sure. They Bucks. they they fought the Cowboys hard when they played this year, right? True. Didn't they but, give them all they could take? But didn't they play them in Tampa Bay? Mm-hmm. Cowboys are a different team at home. Yeah, that's true. They're they are they're very good at home. Yeah, that's true. Ah, I wrote the wrong thing. Panthers. Mm. Bucks. Look at you, Freudian scribble. No, I accidentally wrote Panther. I wrote Panthers, and then I accidentally started to write Cowboys because I'm. Mm. We're talking about the Cowboys. All right, talking about practice. We talking about practice, <laughs> not a game, not a game, not a game. We talking about practice. <laughs> so good. Uh, yeah, it is. Never gets old. The Bears are playing the Packers. Uh, the Packers looked fantastic last week. I think they keep it going and uh, warm up that Eberflus seat, which who I think the Bears, if they're responsible, get rid of them. Nothing against him, but they need a different direction. Because uh, they're going to move on from fields too, probably. So uh. Packers win it and make it a little easier decision on the Bears. Uh. Another meaningless bowl: <laughs> Broncos Raiders. A shit bowl brought to you by Xlex. Not really a shit bowl, though. Well, the Broncos are going to roll with Jared Stidham again. What assholes, man! Uh, Raiders looked pretty good last week. I mean, Devontae Adams looked good. And that defense yeah. is playing really well. I think he's coaching for uh, – Antonio yeah. Pierce is obviously coaching for his job. I'm going to I'm gonna pull for the Raiders in this one. Ooh. I want him to get that job. Eagles are playing the uh, Giants. Mm-hmm. Spoilers. Uh, what's the, uh, what's the uh, spread on that? Oh, that's a good question. Let me check. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm picking the Eagles no matter what, but uh, it was fun to pretend as, that I think it's going to be an upset. It's got to be. I mean, we've been going, we've been going as if these games. I mean, these are all divisional games. Upsets happen. We haven't really picked an upset yet. Now that I think about it, mm-hmm. I guess technically the Steelers beating the Ravens, but Eagles are favored by five. So this would qualify or no? Yeah. All right. I don't Steel, the the Steelers are favored by three and a half because they know that the Ravens aren't going to play their starters. Yeah, uh, Eagles uh, win in this one though. 
Yeah, you're probably right. Um, hold on a second. You took the Browns to beat the Bengals, did you not? Yeah. Well, according to the odds, I guess it's obviously because they're sitting their starters. That qualifies as an upset. Cincinnati is favored by seven. What? Yeah. Okay. Oh, but it's in the starters. So Flacco's not going to play? Mm-mm. Who's playing for the Browns? Probably that. Oh, the double Dor- name Dorian guy? Thompson. Dorian oh, Thompson no. Robinson, maybe? And the Browns defense starters not playing? I would assume oh, no. not. All right, I'm going to Bengals. Whatever. Oh, you want to change it? Yeah, let's keep it upset. That'll be fun to watch. Keep it upset. Okay. I need the points. I need the points. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I'm just checking to to see if we missed any more upsets. Mm. But no. 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 You ready for the next game? Yeah, the next game is Upper Battle. Seahawks, Cardinals. <laughs> that was Seahawk actually is- a Seahawk fighting a Cardinal. So yeah, yeah. this is what it sounds like. <laughs> you can hear that little. That's yeah, the Cardinal. You can tell. And then, yeah. yeah, Seahawk is clearly a bigger bird. Um, <laughs> Seahawks also have a chance to make the playoffs, even though it's a long shot. But they're clearly going to be playing their asses off. I'm going to go Seahawks in this one. Okay. Uh, Chiefs are playing the Chargers in uh, the Underachiever Bowl. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I think the Chargers just have a just like a loss. They're just wandering, sleepwalking through the rest of the season. I got to go with the Chiefs on this. Are they starting their plus starters? No. No. Nope. I just got to go with the coach and the organization. Doesn't Andy Reid let his uh, coordinators coach in these type of games? Maybe. Maybe. I like that guy, man. Mm. Hmm. Okay. Rams are playing the 49ers. Um, I, I, I know that both teams are expected to sit starters. Both teams? I already know Cooper Cup is not going to play. I guess maybe maybe Stafford plays. I think Puka Nakua is going to play. I think Nakua is only a handful of yards away from breaking the rookie receptions record, so he's probably going to play until he gets that. Okay. Um, That being said, the 49ers are still favored by four. Mm. Yeah. you know what? Fuck Kyle Shanahan. I'm going with the Rams. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck that guy. The uh, Cowboys are playing the Washington football team. <laughs> uh, Cowboys need this, huh? Yeah, Cowboys need this. We're going to go with the Cowboys in this one. They'll win it. Washington has been looking bad. So. Sam, how are you in the NFL? Is <laughs> <laughs> Sam, how are you in the NFL? That's good. I like how that. are you a starter? <laughs> how well can you throw to the other team? Mm. <laughs> Sam, how many sacks are you going to take this year? Yeah. <laughs> how the hell are you getting up again? 
Okay. Ooh, you, I'm glad you, I answered you, this. You left me the final game, which is mm. obviously the hardest game to pick. Mm-hmm. The Buffalo Bills will be traveling to Miami to play the Dolphins for a chance to win the division. And Buffalo is favored by three points. In Miami. In Miami. Talk about disrespect. Disrespect. They're crazy. Mm. Have they seen Buffalo the last two weeks? Are they kidding me? They have struggled the last two weeks. Playoffs? Don't talk about it. Playoffs? You kidding me? I mean, I guess it's also partly due to the fact that, you know, it wasn't just Bradley Chubb. You had some other significant Waddle, losses. Mostert. On. Yeah. No, um, uh, Xavier Howard's probably not playing. Xavier Howard. Waddle's nursing an injury. Mostert's probably playing. We'll see. I just, I don't know, man. That's still disrespectful. Three-point home dogs. I'm picking the Dolphins. Yeah, man. I think the Dolphins are going to win. I didn't call any asterisk because I don't know what the hell is happening <laughs> this mm. week. I'll be dumb to just put myself out there like that. I don't know. Yeah. We'll see. It's, it's going to be a fun week, man. Uh, as far as superlatives, man, I think there's only one sexy matchup. Mm. And I think that's Bills versus Dolphins. I don't know what else to say about that, man. I could put the sexy music on, but I don't have a whole thing. I just Everybody knows that's the matchup of the week. It's sexy. Let's do it. Take your clothes off. Get in bed and do it. Oh, I got a different sexiest matchup. Oh, all right. Well, let me hear it. I love your nature. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> I don't know about y'all, but for me, history is sexy. Mm. Bears versus Packers is not only a massive NFC North showdown, where a Packers win will guarantee they punch their ticket to the playoffs with the final wild card spot. This is also the oldest rivalry in the NFL, stretching all the way back to 1921. Yep. Back when the Chicago Bears were the Decatur Staley's and the Packers were sponsored by the Indian Packing Company. Regular season and postseason, these two teams have played each other 205 times. Damn. Like a couple that keep drifting back to one another <laughs> because they know one another's bodies so well. But this time, for the Packers, this is much more than a regular old late season roll in the hay. Win and you are in. But if they lose, they open the door for the Seahawks and the Saints to slip in there and fuck that ass. <laughs> this game is at Lambeau Field. It sets up as a marvelous opportunity for them to erase what happened to them last year when the Lions knocked them out of the playoffs in the last game of the season. Mm. While also putting an end to the A.A. Ron Rogers era in Green Bay, which was definitely not sexy. I see you, Packers, and you're looking good in that version of the Georgia Bulldogs logo. Go out there, manhandle those bears, pack them up, ship them to next season. Show the world that you better off without Aaron Rodgers because you have entered a new era defined by the name of your new quarterback. You have now entered the era of love. <laughs> Packers v. Bears. That's my sexiest matchup of the week. 
Nice, man. I like that you mentioned our, our guy. Hey, hey, Ron. <laughs> Where are you? <laughs> uh, <laughs> hey, hey, Ron. Where are you? Uh, I, I love it. I love it. That's my new... Uh, man. I can't wait till next season. We can throw that when he's when he <laughs> does something. We didn't mention mm. it on purpose, everybody. We know that Aaron Rodgers is in a little bit... That our guy... Hey, is in a little bit of hot water because of accusations uh, against Jimmy Kimmel, but we decided not to delve into it. So we know if you want to see all of the stuff, it's out there uh, with the allegations regarding Jimmy Kimmel and uh, Jeffrey Epstein. So dig in if y'all like that juiciness, uh, but I don't know what to say. Hey, hey, Ron. Is is always gonna? Hey, hey, Ron! <laughs> yeah, fuck that guy. Yeah, man, what a what a, what a guy. Uh, the uh, upset of the week. I feel like there's only one possible upset out there. I think the Browns are still gonna beat the the Bengals. I'm, I, I guess there's upsets out there, but I, I say the Browns are gonna beat this the the Bengals to uh, solidify a great coaching effort by uh, Stefanski. Mm. Um, as a uh, admirer of chaos, mm. uh, I am predicting that the New York football giants will upset the Philadelphia Eagles in week 18. Ooh. I am so upset. Uh, <laughs> they are finally, they are finally over this Tommy DeVito bullshit. They realize that Tyrod Taylor is a real quarterback uh, they have nothing to play for other than pride and also to just embarrass the shit out of the Eagles who are in an absolute tailspin at the moment. So, yeah, go out there and punch them in the mouth, Giants. All right. My bold prediction does not mean I'm a homer. It is what it is. Not that many teams are going to play hard this week, but uh, two teams we know are going to play hard are the Dolphins and the Bills. And one particular player that's playing for a lot is Tyreek Hill. I don't know if he's going to make his 2,000, but I think that he's going to encroach upon, if not break, Megatron's single-season record on Sunday. Hmm. So that's what Tyreek's going to go off. We're in the same spot. Uh, I can add a little more context to it, though. Tyreek Hill currently has 1,717 receiving yards. Hmm. He needs 283 to get to 2,000, mm-hmm. and he needs 248 to pass Calvin Johnson. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm predicting he does both. Ooh, 300-yard receiving game? 300 yards receiving, greatest <laughs> single season by any receiver in NFL history. Come on, Tyreek. Give it to Man, him. Man, did this dude just did this? Exactly. In 16 games. It'll be in sixteen games because he he had uh he was injured for one game he was injured for more than one game but he didn't play. Oh, that's game. true, actually. So hmm. people got to remember that he played sixteen games this year. Uh, that's it, man. Oh, pigskin pick him later. We'll see who's going into the last week with the uh with the lead in pigskin pick him. <laughs> I'm in seventh place. I had a regular week with eleven wins, but somebody I got surpassed, man. What happened there? Uh, let's see. 
some people quit on us, but the number one, Zarabi's back up top, holding that number one spot, man. Marcus Zarabi and uh, Nicholas and Rasmus are coming in in second place, and then Champ Champ himself is in fourth. Do you know how they work out the tiebreakers? They have these uh, each week. Like say, I mean, they do the uh, each week. You have the points hmm. that you pick you, on the Monday game on the on the final get, game. You get points for being close to that. Yeah, that's the tiebreaker. Oh, okay. So if you put that and you have the tie with somebody, then it puts you above them. Because I'm, it says here I'm in thirteenth place, but technically I'm one, two, three, four, five, six. Seven. Mm-hmm. But then the, I didn't really All the, the tiebreakers. Yeah. I mean, we have, uh, but it's yeah. No, no, I don't know. It's how hard to figure it out though. It's hard yeah, to figure because so. you're at the top of thirteen, so you're a tiebreaker. You probably had closer than DT. Mm. DT up there, right with you, man. Shout out to mm. DT, Giants fan, diehard. Um, I famously won the pigskin pick'em last year in week eighteen mm. by. By picking nothing but upsets, uh, <laughs> by picking all these crazy upsets, just it was literally a hail mary effort. Mm. I, Watch I think out I for just skip, y'all. I took the opposite of what everybody at the top was taking, and I and I managed to leapfrog everybody <laughs> on the last. And it was so funny because I remember last year I was in London working, and I wasn't able to do the the reaction to week eighteen. It was you and Jason. And I mm. just remember walking through the streets of London on my way to work, listening to the pod, and you guys mm. were like, man, fuck, how do we fuck around and let Skip do this? <laughs> like, <laughs> 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 oh, he was like, this is going to be hard. And it was also, I think, the day, like, I think the Bulldogs won the national championship, too. You guys oh, were yeah, like, oh, my like, God, uh, when the, he gets back, he's going to be impossible. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, the grapefruits that will be consumed. Uh, I was laughing so hard. That was funny. Yeah, man. I got to go through now. I want to go back through it and uh, and look at it again. But don't Wait forget a to add how your points, are, everybody. How close are you to the top? I'm uh, I'm seventh place, but the, I'm it's the fourth. You know, with some ties. You're sixty. Yeah, you're sixty points behind. You you might be able to do what I did last yeah, year man. and fuck around. I'm gonna go through and think of uh, instead of just looking at coach and quarterback. I'm gonna think it a little differently. Like what can happen? Yeah, I might take a screenshot of the top of the standings just so I can see how much they change. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I just this will yeah, be fun. A, that'll be interesting. I can't, and I'm looking forward to next year, man. Congrats on the uh, fantasy football win. And uh, if more people are in, in, interested, we can add a third league. We got two. The mm. relegation league and this one. It'll be fun. And we're going to change some rules and stuff. So stay tuned, those of you that are uh, Patreon subscribers. We're going to be updating that as well. Yeah, it's good stuff. All right. Uh, shit, that's it, man. Another fun one. Uh, you know, we're starting to play off, so it's exciting. But we're ending the season. The days are getting longer now, this time of year. You know, we're coming up out of the winter, y'all. Welcome back. 2024, baby. <laughs> Let's do it. <laughs> yeah, man. We're uh, another fun one, Skiff. It's been real. Absolutely. I'm going to go over here and make some changes. 
and get my uh, pigskin pick'em right. So y'all take it easy. We'll be back soon, man. This has been John the Rollins. Skip Sarah. What's NFL? Peace. Later, y'all. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.